Sweet. We live? We are live. Cool. Awesome. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of Traumatized. Uh, my name is Matt, and this is Annie. Hey, everybody. And um, we have decided to start a podcast about trauma. So, you know, real lighthearted stuff. <laughs> your, your weekly dose of comedy. Um, but Annie, this was somewhat your brainchild. You kind of approached me with the idea and said, hey, through conversations that we've had as friends, I think you might be a good fit for this. And I want to start a podcast about trauma, which was gutsy. So uh, talk a little bit about that. What led to that? And uh, yeah, why do you want to do that? Um, I think I wanted to create a space where we could be a resource for other people um, in general, like people who have been through trauma or other people who are supporting people who've been through trauma, but not just um, hot, like hot topic traumas. I guess no trauma is hot, but you know, um, trauma that gets a lot of attention via like, um, the media you're consuming, the news, movies, um, but all kinds of trauma, whether it's considered large, small, um, to just really be a place to support people um, and be a resource. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, I think that's, again, there's a lot of things in our society that are unspoken and that get swept under the rug. Um, and I think trauma is one of those things that start lies and as we study more about it and its impact on people's lives but I think there is still a aura of or a stigma of shame kind of surrounding it which we can talk about but um you know I think shame can be a big piece of it and it is kind of something that almost people don't want to like a lot of people want to keep it under the rug because it's comfortable, just like we do in our personal lives, right? You're like, I'm not going to go there. Nope. Fuck that. I'm going to just move on. Um, but we all know that's not healthy. And so, yeah, I think having a place, like you said, where we can um, at least open up a platform and kind of be like, hey, it's okay to not be okay. And most of us aren't. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm super excited about this. I appreciate you um, asking me to be somewhat of a, a co-host in this. I'm excited. Well, thanks for agreeing to do it with me because Lord knows I wouldn't have gotten this far in the process without you. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah, this uh, trauma podcast is a nice distraction from my traumas, so, and dealing with them, so. You think that now? <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. <clears throat> yeah, the day, if I ever have a breakdown on the podcast, then I'll just know that's my last episode. I'm done. That'll be the, that'll be the series finale. <laughs> there's no oh. way I'm coming back on after that. Oh, uh, no. <clears throat> so, um, as far as your vision for like the direction that you see this going, I mean, are you 
I'm assuming you're wanting to have other people on and maybe guests or experts or um, I guess what can people expect moving forward if they become listeners? I don't know, man. It's hard because <laughs> I feel like um, every time I go to answer a question, there's like this little voice in the back of my head that's like, nope, don't box yourself in or no, right. don't, don't label it because it could go somewhere completely different. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I, I think it would be really awesome to be able to talk to people who um, have been through a variety of different things and who are perceived like to come out on the other side. I don't think for me personally, we're ever actually on the other side. I think this journey is long. I think it's like everlasting because you're, you're always supposed to be like growing and changing and learning and evolving. Um, but people that are well into their healing journey, um, just so they can give us resourceful tips and ways to help other people or help ourselves. Um, yeah, I don't think that answered your question, but. No, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, I obviously this being our first episode, our pilot and it being a uh, kind of a newborn, you know, it's like not even we know kind of what to expect, but um, I think the fact that this there's a need for it and that there's, um, you know, that we have this ability to have this platform for free to help people that that want it and hopefully we can we can do that and maybe help ourselves along the way a little bit in our in our healing journey. So yeah. Um, well, I guess talk a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And what gives you the right to start a trauma podcast? Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, just a disclaimer, neither one of us are therapists. Neither one of us have medical licenses yet. Um, neither one of us are really, you know, um, qualified technically. But um, hi, my name's Annie. Um, and I am a trauma survivor. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel Thank like, you, Annie. um, I feel like, um, I just, had a brain fart and completely forgot what you asked me and what I'm answering, um, which is fine. Cause we can edit that out. No, it's gotta be raw and uncut. <laughs> no. We can't be squeaky clean, but for the record, do not use that term on this podcast or I will quit. That's like, like people that hate the word moist, brain fart, hard no. I'm just going to ask you as your co-host, please don't ever say that. It is like nails on a chalkboard to me. It is the grossest of the gross, but I'm also hypersensitive to those kind of things. Okay. Never again will I use it for you. Thank you. So wait, what was the question though for real? So I can like make sure I answered it correctly. Oh, about who you are and what you do and why you should, what gives you the right to start a podcast about drama? <laughs> Obviously nothing, because I can't remember a question. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we know my name and we know that I'm a trauma survivor and that I have no qualifications for this. Um, and I am a full-time student, a stay-at-home mom right now, and I work from home for a construction company. Um, 
what about you? Have you always worked from home? Oh. Or was that just COVID stuff? I mean, um, like even that company? No, I've, so the company is new for me. Um, my best friend started it not too long ago, probably like two years ago. And so I was like, bro, come on, give me a job. Um, but yeah, I've worked, <laughs> worked a variety of places. This is just my, for right now, hopefully for the next few cool. years. Yeah. And what are you in school for? I'm going to school to be a nurse practitioner. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. What about you? What gives you the qualifications to co-host a podcast about trauma? Uh, well, my name is Matthew James and I am also a trauma survivor and I am an auto broker by trade. And I live here in Colorado, which is a wonderful place. And I will live here forever, probably. Um, and I am probably not qualified to start a podcast about trauma, but I am here for the ride. And I am here uh, and uh, talk through the shit that people don't want to talk about and so and I and I think a caveat to that is like I don't want to I think when people like when you first approached me and were like you want to do a podcast about trauma I was like um sounds fun but <laughs> like so I think you know being able to balance maybe the severity and the give trauma the for lack of a better word reverence that it's due um in an effort to like help people move through it while at the mm -hmm. same time like going easy on yourself and being able to kind of joke and laugh about how fucked up we all are is uh probably a good balance of healthy and uh we talked about my dog is it's fine. I've got three and I'm pretty sure you've already heard them in the audio for this. So I haven't heard them. So they're usually so quiet, but uh, I think we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, but just how that dog's about to experience trauma. No, no, PETA is going to come for us. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Kidding. PETA, not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so many bad jokes just like went. I don't hit dogs Gosh. or anyone <laughs> nothing living um but yeah being able to kind of balance that with humor and we were talking about how men tend to do this like men joke about their trauma but almost so that the other guy can brush it off like offhandedly yeah. so he doesn't have to like dig into it yeah I think I've I've heard a lot of men even when men like disclose to me or they like um talk to me about their trauma a lot of them come very like light-hearted with it which I empathize mm -hmm. with because it's this is such a heavy burden to carry and to carry it alone and so when you like talk to somebody else about it you almost want to like make it lighter for them right. um but me personally 
I've never heard a woman disclose or like talk to me about their trauma and make it like lighthearted or funny. I personally, mm-hmm. I know for myself, I've talked about trauma and I've, I've talked about it more derogatory just for like shock value. So people would be more, um, especially men would be more like, they would be able to laugh, like have a laugh break in there, I guess. Um, but it is really interesting. And I would really love to hear like other people's thoughts on that. And like, if, you know, you're a man and you're opposite and you don't choke about trauma, like, I guess I would love to hear other people's take on that. Well, and I think there's also trauma, there's like certain traumas that are not prone to joking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's even, there's certain traumas that even men would not joke about because they probably wouldn't ever tell for the most part, they would keep it inside, you know, or they would put it in a a clinical session. So I think also there's a, there are certain types of trauma that probably would not get joked about. Um, But there also seems to be kind of a coping mechanism, at least for, I can only speak as a man where, you know. I can only speak as a woman. Right. So yeah, I'm curious to kind of see that, do you find that you have, would you say most of the women that you are friends with in your life, that if you opened up to them about your trauma, that they would be supportive or maybe not supportive, but like helpful? No, because I don't think, um, I think that I have such an extensive background of trauma. Um, a have never not been in a traumatic situation. And that sounds very like, you know, it sounds very exaggerated. Um, but the even recently last few years have been relatively traumatic. Um, so I don't think if I were to talk to my friends personally about it, I don't think that they would be able to resonate or to understand just because they haven't been through it and they, they haven't really been through a a lot of similar experiences. Um, so it's typically reversed. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Well, what, yeah, I think the reason, and I guess where I'm going with that question is it's so curious to me because I assume that if someone that was a friend of yours came to you with severe trauma, you would instantly kick it into gear and you would be there and you'd be supportive and you would know exactly what to say and how to like love on that person. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same, right? I mean, and, and I've, throughout my life, the amount of people that have dumped insane traumatic baggage on me because apparently we just walk around with the sign on our head that's like, hey, me too. And it, you know, makes people, they just know that they can like tell you. And Mm -hmm. so people will tell me things and I'm sure you too and other people listening that are trauma survivors that they get told all of these things because they are now like a safe space for other people, which I guess in come full circle is kind of our effort in this is an invitation to like, hey, here's a uh, here's a spot if you want to dump some baggage. Um, Yeah. So. I mean, I think 
so okay um not to like delve right into it but i i think for me um the always the really big aha moments for me have been either white either one when i've disclosed to somebody like when i first initially started talking about large traumas and finding out that i wasn't the only one mm -hmm. um immediately a million times lighter oh my gosh other people are like me um but then also now that social media is such a big thing, seeing how other people who have been through somewhat similar situations have been able to cope and deal. Because typically, like me with my trauma, if I walk up to somebody and I like disclose, that's going to traumatize them. They're going to have no fucking idea what to say to me. They're not, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just deer oh, in headlights. Yeah. Like, oh, dang, girl. So to be able to like be that for somebody else um would be really nice like just to yeah. you know and even for like less intense traumas like I think those are even harder to talk about just because you feel like you're not given the space like does this really mm -hmm. matter yeah it really matters too right yeah it's like you feel like you can't complain about your issues when there are other ones that are just so um on the nose so to speak mm -hmm. and yeah it, so which that's been you know i think my experience is i'm like yeah i've been traumatized like i'm fucked up but it's like a tough one to put a label on you know until yeah. you do some growth and healing and you're kind of like okay that's what that was it was just that kind of a, abuse or trauma or whatever in a different light or through a different lens yeah so, I think de-stigmatizing things is like a big, a big positive. Um, and once mm -hmm. you start to de-stigmatize things, it's so much easier for other people to be able to be supportive of others. Right. You know what I mean? To bring it like to bring it full mm -hmm. circle back to what you said originally. Like, no, I don't think anyone in my friend circle could support me. But I think that by starting this podcast and de-stigmatizing things and all of that, it'll make it easier for other people to support one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the goal. And I think, because I think my first question was in starting this, because it seems like everything's been done now, right? Like we have yeah. the internet. Yeah. You can buy anything on earth. It's like, what else can be invented? Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Or like, what else can we talk about? What other book could ever be written? You know what I mean? Uh, whatever, yeah. what other podcast could ever be recorded? Yeah. Literally everything's been covered. And so I think finding a space to, I guess, one, tell our stories, but just let other people tell theirs if they're so inclined or have a community of people that are at least supporting each other, even if they don't want to share, you know, their ex experiences. Um, I think there's always like, there's always a need for that. And I think we do have a long ways to go in regards to that, despite all the progress we've made in regards to people being more open about abuse and trauma and general fucked upness. Yeah. <laughs> what is like, um, what is like one, so we've talked about like what our wants for this podcast are, what our hopes are, why you wanted to do it, why I wanted to do it. 
um, what are some concerns that you have? Because I feel like we as a society, and I might be totally off base here, we as a society really push like this glamorized version of healing from trauma or just healing in general and growth. We don't ever talk about the negative aspects of it. And I think me personally, as somebody going through a lot of growth and healing, have been knocked off my feet by like just the shocking aspects. Um, so do you have any like concerns or anything like that? Do, do you mean about putting out this content? Mm-hmm. Or in general? Uh, yeah, big time for sure. Yeah. There's like 60% of me. That's like, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> like I was fine until Annie fucking texted me and was like, you want to start a trauma podcast? Like I was doing good, which is not true. That's a lie. I tell myself, but I, after I thought about it was like, yeah, this needs to be done. And I heard, I'm going to butcher this, but there's a quote that I heard one time and it basically said that your purpose is I believe somewhere along the lines of where your passion intersects your pain Mm. and I think most people don't do that they don't really turn around and face the pain Mm -hmm. and like actually do the surgery that it takes to get it out of them Mm -hmm. and the the trauma um but man I think you know the world needs that they it needs people that are going to be like no I'm going to face it because there's other people that need my help and you know you and I both know we're both still in the middle of dealing with it I'm you know I'm in therapy I'll probably be in therapy for ever maybe you know which is not just like I'm not saying that's the degree of my trauma I'm just saying like it's a good thing and it's something that I think everyone should probably do um but yeah I I have a lot of reservations and I think even doing something and again this goes back to shame right which again Mm. trauma voices are like dude you don't who the fuck are you to try and do some shit like this yeah right like that voice in your head that's like dude you think you can do something bigger than yourself like no like go to work hang out with your friends go play go watch tv keep your head down, be quiet. No one gives a shit what you have to say, Mm -hmm. right? Which I would never tell anyone on earth. You would never tell that to anyone. If one of my friends came to me and was like, hey, I want to start a podcast about this. I'd be like, sweet, I'm behind you. You got it. I believe in you. All my friends would do that, right? Mm -hmm. That's what friends are for. Your husband, you do the same thing. That's what he did on this. He was like, do it. (laughs) Initially, he was like, are you, I don't... I'm really concerned about what you might say. <laughs> really? well, that's, I mean, I would be too if I was your husband. So that's to Josh's credit. I, that's understandable. I think but, that's a great idea, babe, but you know, I'm just really not sure. Yeah, well, I get the hesitation, but ultimately when push came to shove, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he's trying to help you get your AirPods plugged in <laughs> right before we hit record because you're technically challenged. Yeah. <laughs> um and I mean I don't have to worry about that because I'm you know single and don't have someone that needs to like I don't need to worry about like 
Although my mom was like, I told her that we were doing this and she was like, where can I find it? And I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know some episodes you're going to have to skip mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want you to know where it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I am, you know, which is funny because I honestly came into this recording full disclosure, just had a dog shit day. It was a Monday um, and was just in a bad mood and I'm tired, I'm grumpy and I'm hot, hot in here and I get really grumpy when I'm hot. I, but even in talking about this, I have the same feelings I did the first time where it's kind of like when you do something that you know what you're doing is good and you know it's like you're speaking from a place of truth and you're mm -hmm. not living falsely, you know what I mean? You're not living this like social media bullshit life where you're trying to, or even out in public where you're trying to be your best or look your best and like you feel like aligned I guess is the only way you feel like centered in mm -hmm. your being mm -hmm. and you're like yeah this is right and now I feel I have that feeling of like yeah this needs to be done like despite my reservations from the voices that I'm trying to not listen to more and more as I grow up it's like mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is probably good and if it helps one person then I guess we did our job even if it's yeah. us <laughs> yeah I'm I'm kind of in the same place like I'm very I think I have more anxiety than you maybe possibly or maybe I'm just more open about my anxiety um but I think I have like your typical like people aren't gonna believe me people aren't gonna want to hear what I have to see say people are gonna come for me people are gonna call me a liar um and that's without even disclosing like 90 percent of what's happened but I think, like you said, it just needs to be done. And like, when you live out your truth and you know, like, you know what you're doing is the right thing, then I think hopefully it'll do well. And I hope, hopefully it'll help more than one person. But even if it only helps one person, you know, it was worth it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I'm excited to get into the nitty gritty of exactly um, just all the different facets of trauma and the ways that, especially I think I'm excited just to talk about, and we kind of spoke about this on our trial run, but just the way that you bring your trauma into your present and the way it mm -hmm. affects you to this day and you don't realize it. Like I, I thought, like I was stressed out today about different things and my thoughts ran away from me. And then right before we started recording, I was like, I wonder if any of that's like a trauma reflex. I want, you know, and not, maybe not everything is based on trauma, but like, it's like, man, there's, it like permeates all of you. When you have trauma, there's a, it touches almost all parts of you. And it if does. you can learn, yeah. And if you can learn how to master that, um, that's, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a big like self-improvement person and I really enjoy watching people progress from you know not being who they should be to becoming what they could be that's like that's mm -hmm. a movie I'd watch all day long so good I mean same same um we should probably tell people how we met because like oh, how idea. yeah like how did we meet you know yeah um well, I think most people that have uh, trauma 
tend to have problems with their memory from what I understand. So <laughs> everything we're about to say was probably not true, but it's gonna be to the best of our recollection. Um, but we did meet at college in upstate New York, mm-hmm. in a very small private college. And uh, we, I mean, you live in Maryland. I don't think you said that. So we do not live close to each other. We do not. And then have kept in touch on and off. That was, yeah. what was that, eight years ago? Oh, gosh. I think, no, it had to be longer because I was engaged before I was married to somebody else, not my husband, obviously. And <laughs> that, that, like most people. <laughs> <laughs> and that was over 10 years ago. So it had to be like 11 11 or 12 years. Okay. Oh, you're right. Because I was 21. What? And I'm, 30, and I'm 32. Yeah. 11 and, years. That's crazy. Yeah. We've talked about who we are, how we met, where we want this to go, um, our reservations about it, anything else we should cover in our first podcast. Hmm. no I don't think so I think I just want I think I just want this to be a community where people get involved you know Mm -hmm. what I mean where you know I'd love to hear from people that are maybe further along in the journey than us or not as far along in the journey and just like that's that's what I want I want a community I don't want this to be something where we're just pumping out content people listen to it um passively you know I I think in this day and age it's very easy to go through life without having a tribe of people that will actually support you Mm -hmm. um and I think that's getting harder and harder to do even locally Mm. it's you know especially if you are feeling isolated in your trauma and you're like no one's gonna understand this like I think that's that's what's important to me I I want this to be a place where it's like hey fucked up too like let's uh let's (laughs) let's hang out so yeah do you find do you find as as you get older um do you find it's harder to create a tribe inside yourself like inside yourself inside of where you are locally because of your trauma or because of like what do you think attributes to making it hard to create a tribe um for me it is my efforts to self-improve that have actually isolated me. Mm-hmm. The because if you do your trauma, it go hang out with people, which is the majority who aren't facing their trauma. Like you can go get fucked up on the weekends, go to concerts, just like date around. You can like all this shit that just you know you can just chase the dopamine and just never have to think about anything. Or just scroll social media and swipe on Tinder or whatever 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 suits your fancy but mm-hmm. when I actually put my foot down and was like I don't want to be like this anymore I'm done 
then that immediate overwhelming feeling of like, oh, and I'm the only one mm-hmm. that like, you know what I mean? And not to say those people won't change or they just haven't gotten there yet. They haven't had that moment of like, fuck this, I'm done. Like, I, I want to be better. Then I want to get some healing. That at least initially is a very isolating journey. So in some selfish way, this is very cathartic for me because I'm in the throes of that right now where I, oh, sorry. It's cathartic for me in some ways because I have uh, in a lot of ways taken my old social life out into the street and put a bullet in its head Mm. because it was not serving me. Um, And so I feel that for sure. And so I think that's kind of where my desire to have a tribe comes from some of it's selfish but also I've been there and I know it's like it's a bitch to do alone so yeah same I think um like I said earlier it's hard for me personally because literally no one in that I know in my life have has been through what I've been through um and that obviously shows up and it represents itself in in many different ways Um, but I think like, kind of like what you're doing when you want to self-improve and you want to, you know, push yourself forward, because I think it's so easy to sit down and say, like, I was traumatized and this happened to me. And so now I'm stuck this way. Right. Um, and it's so easy to do that. But I think when you push yourself and you're like, listen, this happened to me, but you know what, this doesn't define who I am. Um, because I'm going to work through this and I'm not, I'm going to break this cycle. Totally. It's so hard to find people who want to understand that to want to help, um, cheer you on and encourage you in that. And then three people who are going to hold you accountable, but in like a loving manner, like if you hold me accountable and you're a dick about it, like it's not, it's not going to stick. But if you hold me accountable and you're like, Hey, you know, probably shouldn't be, you know, drinking a bottle of wine when you don't have your kids, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Um, looking forward to this and, um, you know, hopefully anyone listening out there, you guys are too. And if you do have ideas or suggestions or things that you would love to see ways that you would love to see this podcast um, mold and grow into what it's going to become. Um, we want this to be just as much your guys's as it is ours. And so um, if you are listening, we appreciate it. Thank you for being with us in the beginner phases, um, our unpolished and uh, our rough cuts, so to speak. So anything else? Um. No, but I think we should probably, like, what should we say at the end of a podcast? Like, have a great week, guys. <laughs> Make good choices. Like, I feel like that's absolutely cheesy. not. That was horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's in the workshop. We'll work on it. <laughs> oh, God. Don't say okay. That. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>